and and then the dogs would flip out. So yeah. it, as soon as I squeeze that, you know, <laughs> that tickles. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The dogs would flip out, you know, uh-huh. and they come running, and and they would go to work on Elmo. Uh huh. <laughs> This is the Hopper Podcast. I'm William. And I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. William is a hospice chaplain. We've been friends for over 20 years. For that amount of time, we've been having thoughtful, passionate, hospitable conversations about what is good and right and beautiful in the world. Each week, we pull an idea out of the Hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. Dave, you got a topic for us? Pull one out of the Hopper. Yes, so I have gotten an email... And it is about Christian nationalism. Yep. It's from a group of people who are opposed to Christian nationalism, and they're trying to get people to sign yep. that they, are, too, are against Christian nationalism. And uh, and for me, I've only recently started to hear this term, mm. um, but I think it's been around for a while. It has. Yeah. Tell me about that. Um, I'm not an expert in Christian nationalism, but I've been hearing it for a long time, and I've done a little bit of study. I remember back in seminary, I did some study on this. Christian nationalism goes back, in some sense, at least in seed form, back to the Puritans who came here um, and uh, thought that it was their right given to them by God to establish a Christian nation here Mm -hmm. in the new land. And uh, some of that, I think, is good, that they're establishing their own community and they're able to worship the Lord, but then they wanted to enforce that on the the, uh, Native Americans who were here by force. And uh, then they said, what it means to be an American is to be a Christian. And that ha- that has been a, a stream in Christianity, in evangelical Christianity, mm-hmm. uh, until now. And um, one of the main um, arguers for it is a, is, is a Presbyterian guy named Rush Dooney, and he's got a lot of followers, but basically saying that what it means to be an American is to be a Christian. And in America, what it means to be a Christian is to be an American. And that those, and that's why we have, for example, American flags in our uh, worship services, uh, prominently uh, presented in the same way that we do on political stages. Yes, so I remember hearing all the time as a child that America was a Christian nation. Yeah. And I think that Looking back, I would say, okay, it had a had a culture mm-hmm. of Christianity, or or I should say, it had a, a culture of Christian dumb, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Christian like um, ideologies that had infiltrated most of our society. Or our society was built around Judeo Christian ethic. Yes, um, and most people say they were Christians because they they celebrated Christmas or. Mm-hmm. They didn't particularly mm-hmm. go to church or read yeah. their Bible, but yeah. they they were part of this Christian nation. Right. Um, and so, more recently, though, Christian nationalism, I've, mm-hmm. I've come to understand, is folks who have a real syncretic view yes. um, of, of their politics and mm-hmm. religion. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I have friends who are um, very conservative, and I have friends who are very liberal, and mm-hmm. they're both very, very much Christian. Yes, um, and I feel like both of them are are terrifically syncretic. Yes, they have wed that's their right. politics to their religion in a way right. that's very disturbing. And, yes, and I, I even feel like they're more concerned about who I vote for mm-hmm. than about Jesus. Yes, to be honest. Yes, um, and so when I read this article, uh, of course I agree with a lot of it. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want any of this syncretism in our in our faith and in our 
country. I mean, we, we are, like it or not, a, a secular or pluralistic society. I, of course, want the law of God to permeate every heart and, and all our legislation and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't think I can sign this document. Um, I, and largely because I think it was such a, uh, here's what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And we're in a time when everyone's shouting what's wrong, especially mm-hmm. on social media. If you spend any time on Facebook, 2020 was a was a, a horrific year for yeah. everyone barking about what's wrong mm-hmm. and blaming and uh, and really nasty yeah. uh, towards one another. Yeah, and and I don't think I want to sign a document that is always about a negative or you know let's let's talk about what the Bible. Uh, says preceptively, you know, what are the precepts of, of the Bible, the principles, mm-hmm. that then we could, if you want to talk politics, it, can we at least first agree on the principles? Yeah. And then how the policies are written afterward, maybe I'm not smart enough for it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, how those things impact other people and macroeconomics and sure. all the things that policy has to take into account. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may not be prepared to discuss uh, in, in all cases, yeah. but we can, if, if we could just focus on principles from the scripture mm-hmm. and and then turn those over to to a separate political discourse it seems like it would be more productive um, yeah. Yeah. because within we're building an understanding of what God wants at least at least as far as we can understand it mm-hmm. it gets again complicated with policy sure um, and and the other reason I wouldn't sign this is because I'm I, I don't want to be lumped in with either one of those groups. Yeah. Because it seems that you have no choice. There's no middle ground anymore. Uh, right, you right. can't talk about politics without being uh criticized by the other group lumped into a, one of the groups. Yeah. Um and so it, it it's so polarizing. Mm-hmm. And I and I really think that they're both right and they're both wrong. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people who agree with us. I mean, there's some big names out there who would agree, and, mm-hmm. and I know we've talked about this. And you're uh, you're in that place too. It's kind of sure. a political yeah. no man's land. Oh yeah, I feel that completely. We're, we're, I feel politically homeless. In yes, this. it's so Absolutely. polarizing. Yes, so syncretic. Yes, um, and, and some very strong Christians are so thoroughly convinced that their their politics is righteousness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's. That's very troubling for me. Yeah, and that's the issue, is that is that when a person thinks that their politics is righteousness, that's and so I, there's, that happens on the right and it happens on the left, for sure. Right now we're talking about it on the right, I think, because you're talking about Christian nationalism, and that's, the, our, that's on the right. Yeah. Our politics is righteousness. To say that um, God is—basically, God is an American— and we just don't see that. We see actually the opposite of that in um, Scripture, where God, now that he is dealing with the church, at the end of of Revelation, we've got people from every language, every tribe, every nation, every tongue coming and bowing before the Lord together and uniting as one. But those are the believers. And we are more united with um, believers from around the world right. than we are with Americans who are not believers. That's correct. And so uh, our allegiance, our high allegiance is not to America. It is to God. And those are very different. Right. Those are very different. Um, yeah. The kingdom of God is forever. America is not. I remember when I was in seminary, one of my professors at Dallas Seminary used to say, he said, uh, most of y'all in this class are going to become Christian ministers. And he, and he said, and 
you're, you're all going to go into different denominations um, at Dallas Seminary. That was true. And he said, here's, here's what would be good for you to do, is to find ministers who are not in your denomination but are in your town and get together with them and talk theology. Don't avoid it. Talk about your differences hmm. so that you can see that they love Jesus and the Bible, and you love Jesus and the Bible, and you see things differently, and that's okay. Yeah. And I think that's good advice. I've taken that advice. I've gotten together with lots of, of ministers from other denominations, and we've talked theology, and we've talked different things, and I've, I've loved it. I've loved every minute of it. Um, and I think it's true what you're saying now with politics as well, because there are Christians on the left who love Jesus. There are Christians on the right who love Jesus, and they're very different. And they have different ideas, but they both love the Scripture and they love Jesus. Yeah, and there's a lot there mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. can that can support and also uh, cause trouble for each of these political positions. Yes, sure, I mean, sure, you're sure. Going to pick your passage, right? There's, That's right. There's some principles that I think could really uh, both sides could benefit from, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then there's some that that are particular to the right that they need to hear, and and to the left that they need to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. And, but I think that they're so tribal. Yes, that it's it's difficult. That there's almost like a, my politics are more important mm. than this scripture passage or mm-hmm. understanding mm-hmm. where that mm-hmm. allegiance to the higher kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, it, my my view is more important, and I've got to stay in my tribe. Yeah, um, because yeah. that's where I'm supported, and that's where I'm loved, and that's where I'm known. And so. It, I know Christians who are very liberal, for example, that, and when it comes time to talk about abortion, they won't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there, are, and I have Christians on the right who um, who will not say anything negative about uh, the the person who was in the White House who who did some serious character. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Um, I'm trying to to be delicate here. Um, yeah, Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they just won't discuss yeah, those things. That's right. And, and it that's has right. to do, I think, with that that tribal ideology. That's right. And um, we need a Christianity that's more robust than that. Completely. More robust in the sense that I'm willing to betray my politics to be faithful to Jesus. That's right. I'm willing to betray my political tribe in order to be faithful that's to right. the Scriptures. And when I see something in the Scriptures, when I see something in Jesus— um, that doesn't fit with my tribe, I know which one needs to move. Right. That conversation raises a lot more questions, hopefully for a future episode. But we kept talking, and we captured this conversation about Linus. Take a listen. Um, hey, Willie, do you remember my dog, Linus? Oh, yeah. And Lucy. Linus and Lucy. Linus, Linus and Lucy, the two Jack Russell Terriers. And they were really cute. They were adorable. And super energetic. Yep. Wonderful you had them a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, they loved to, to chase things. Linus was a killer. I mean, yeah. he went in the backyard and he killed things. Uh-huh. Uh, squirrels rabbits, and, squirrels. Yeah. Uh, rats. Yeah. Yeah. He, he Birds. He, he killed a blackbird. I didn't know bird. about birds. He ran down the yard and he, he jumped and he plucked a blackbird off the fence. What? Yeah. It was facing the other way. Not I don't remember that at all. Right off the fence. Oh my goodness! Um, and then all the blackbirds were dive bombing him for a few days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he just pranced around. He didn't know, care. Oh, he, he yeah. knew why they were doing it. He was he was, he was yeah. strutting. Yeah, I saw him uh, catch a squirrel, and and he he shook the thing so hard it was like a blur, and he threw it mm. down, and I, mm. it was it was actually upsetting to me. 
because it was so violent and so. Is frequent. that right? Yeah. So it was, you know they're bred to, to chase foxes down holes. I saw him catch a squirrel like by the tail, but the squirrel actually got away. Like yeah. he nipped it, and the squirrel got away. But yeah. So I've got I've got tons of stories about these dogs in vermin. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, it and. Well, let me start by this. Do you remember the, uh, the Tickle Me Elmo? Yes, yeah. yes. So I don't know where we got this Tickle Me Elmo. I, I, I don't remember how we got it, but the dogs... Because this was before the kids. Yes, it was before the kids. So I don't know where it came from, um, but the, it made the dogs furious. You got it for it, Christmas or something. I, something like that. It must have... I, I think you got it for Christmas. My wife will know. I I'll have to ask that. my wife. Yeah. But you know, this thing, you, tick, you, you push it in the belly. Oh, yeah. It was the, it was the must-have toy... Some whatever yeah. year that was, and it would it would laugh, and uh-huh. then if you squeeze him again, he would laugh harder. Right, and if you squeeze him again, he would laugh harder and start shaking. Shaking, yeah, yeah, that's right. He would like vibrate. <laughs> he would or, vibrate, he, he, like yeah. his his yeah. arms and legs yeah. would go, and he he would flip out. Yeah, <laughs> and and then the dogs would flip out. So yeah. it, as soon as I squeeze that, you know, <laughs> that tickles. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The dogs would flip out, you know, uh-huh. and they come running, and and they would go to work on Elmo, uh-huh. and he would just be <laughs> laughing at them. <laughs> when he started shaking because they're biting down into his his guts as hard as they can and he's laughing and then they uh they ripped his legs and arms off though yes um so the 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 middle part was pretty tough and we actually uh we kept that box out of the middle of elmo we put it in in other things oh is that right yeah we we uh, elmo lived on into that was after i knew y'all yeah or or, not after i knew you but later on yeah yeah he almost survived into other dog toys and oh my goodness it made him crazy. Um, but talking about Yeah, he squirrels. was nuts. Yeah. Linus in particular. I think Lucy liked it too, but Linus would get like yeah. crazy eyes. Yeah, with, with the, <laughs> that's right. With the Elmo. <laughs> he, he would lock on. <laughs> but you, I remember you, the first time I saw him, you pulled him. You pulled Elmo out, and he was all raggedy already. Yeah. And he was like, he still had the red fur on him, but it was it yeah. looked horrible, and it was all... <laughs> and as soon as you pulled it out, uh, Linus, I mean, he... He went into a different mode. He yeah. was he was pretty energetic. He was in anyway, mode, but he was in a crazy yeah. mode. Yeah, because <laughs> this this thing he's trying to kill is just mocking him. Yeah. <laughs> that tickles. That tickles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just made him so incensed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did get crazy eyes, and he, he got he would, yeah. Man, he, he went could, nuts. He would latch on. I could spin him around in a circle, and he. Would just oh yeah, hang you on could by do anything. Jaw. You could you could probably shoot him with a gun. He wouldn't do anything. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you a story about uh, okay. the time we were trying to sell our house yeah. in St. Louis. Okay. Um, I was off uh, out of the house doing something, and yeah. my wife was there, and she had the twin boys, yeah, and Lucy and Linus, yeah, and she got a call from the realtor. So they're at babies. Night. They're little babies. Little babies. Yeah. yeah. Little tiny. I had twin boys, and they were uh-huh. tiny, uh-huh. and we were very tired yeah. and trying to sell a house, yeah, and uh, keep it clean and ready for. Oh, to come. oh heavens! Yeah. How do you do that? It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. So he called, and uh, I wasn't there to help her, and so this is really her story. Okay. Um, but uh, I'll tell it for her. Yeah, she's not here. Yeah. So uh, he brings a couple over. Okay. And they have their. Uh, the grandparents and their children, so oh it's a whole yeah. family, big family. Yeah. yeah, and they're walking around the house, and yeah. while while this just before they get there, Linus has trapped a squirrel in the walkout basement <laughs> stairwell. <laughs> a squirrel got down in there. A squirrel. He was trying to get away from him. And oh he, yeah. And he ran down the basement steps and realized, oh, I'm trapped. Uh huh. And then the dogs are down there, you know, barking at him and yeah. yipping, and, and and it was getting bloody apparently. Oh my gosh. And. Uh, the family's walking around the house yeah. while she's out there trying to get this yeah. chaos yeah, yeah, calmed yeah. down. Um, and eventually, they come out back, and she's like, oh, no, what am I going to do? 
and the squirrel who's wounded. Yeah. And and the poor squirrel. I mean, mm, mm. my heart is, yes. is beating for the squirrel. Um, but he made its last ditch effort to to survive this assault, and uh-huh. he latched on Linus's face. Uh. He bit him in the, like the cheek, uh-huh. and he wouldn't let go. Okay. And Linus came tearing out of the stairwell with a squirrel on his head, <laughs> <laughs> just as people are walking out. <laughs> and here's the backyard. And Linus comes tearing up with a squirrel like a wild bronco, and the tail's flying oh all over the gosh. place. And, and finally, Linus gets it off. And kills it in front of the family. Oh my gosh! And throws it down. The squirrel's just yeah. sitting there, you know, taking its last gasps. Oh. And uh, and Linus is bleeding from his face. Yeah. And and the kids are screaming. Yeah. Um. And the the the, the wonderful realtor uh, said, "Oh, let me get a bag. I'll I'll take care of that." <laughs> <laughs> and he sacked up the squirrel. And Linus she was trying to get into his kennel, and he he dripped blood on the kitchen floor oh and my it, goodness it was, it was chaos chaos but those are the people that bought the house no yeah so that, i guess they figured it was a house of action and entertainment they've got a great story that they're telling for the rest of their lives that's and right. the realtor too that's right oh my goodness i've never heard that story that's fantastic yep yeah oh man linus was a good dog he was the best uh i had him 10 years yeah. he, he died um he was hit by a bus mm. Uh, mm. Broke my heart. I mean, it crushed me. Yeah. Uh, he was a yeah. really, really special dog. He was um, so smart. Yes, and such a you know, my, I called him my champion because he, yeah. he was he was a stud. He was. Um, and it, I'd be sitting there watching TV at night, and he would sit there on the floor and look at me. Yeah, he wouldn't look away. He'd stare right at my face. Yeah, um, until I realized he was sitting there looking at me, mm. and I would either say, "Come on up," and he would jump up in my lap and mm-hmm. lay there. Um, or I said, go lay down and he would go in his bed and lay down. But until mm-hmm. I said one of those two things, he sat there looking yeah. at me, waiting for me wow. to give him instruction. And, yeah. um, yeah, that, that, when he passed, I, I, I had the hardest time getting out of bed for mm. days. Mm. Um, mm. yeah, that he was quite a dog, mm. Mm. but C.S. Lewis, I think said that, mm-hmm. Yeah, that the relationship between a human and a dog is the closest we'll get to Adam with the animals prior to the fall. Yeah, um, yeah. and I, I can certainly see that. I yeah, it's, it'll be another time, but I I understand that bond as well. Um, he also said that the scripture doesn't say, so we don't know. But he said, I suspect that any animal who is named will be in heaven. Hmm. That's interesting. You know, obviously we don't know what we're going to see Indeed. first. Um, there are all kinds of accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's a, a topic for the hopper or not, but uh, of people who had near-death experiences, they're all over the Internet. Right? I think, yeah, let me write that down. That's a yeah. topic for the hopper for sure. Um, and they, there are some commonalities, and it makes you wonder if this uh, has become a culture like alien abduction. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and as long as you, you say something along that culture, it's believable. Yeah. Uh, we just don't know what's happening. There are, there are some pretty profound stories, sure. too, that, sure. that, make you, that make you wonder and give you pause. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm kind of a, a scientific-minded person, yeah, a natural skeptic, and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. extraordinary claims need extraordinary evidence. Absolutely. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, 
But yeah, you wonder, uh, and I've, I've even asked God, and I don't know if this is appropriate or not, um, but I've asked him that if I pass, mm-hmm. that I could see Linus, mm. and that would be the first indication mm. that everything's going to be okay. Mm. Um, yeah. Right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when my Zoe died, um, I remember that somebody sent me a, a little cartoon that was super helpful that had a picture of uh, an old, obviously old man uh, coming into the gates of heaven, you know, and, and St. Peter's there, and uh, and then a little dog... Um, that is running up to see the, this old man, and uh, and Saint Peter is saying, "Oh, you must be little Timmy." Uh, uh, Ranger here has been going on and on and on about you. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, it sounds like that's the relationship that you had with Linus. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I've heard people say that that uh, animals don't have souls, mm-hmm. um, but you know that scripturally, uh, God gave Adam a body, mm-hmm. and then He breathed into him the spirit. Yes, and he became a nefesh, a soul, mm-hmm. a living being. Yeah, yeah. And when people ask me these questions, I, I, I've done Bible studies out in public arenas, and I've get I've got asked all kinds. I'm sure you have. Too. Oh yeah, oh, all yeah. kinds of questions. Tons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one guy was asking if if ants have souls, mm-hmm. and my reply was, "Sure, they do. They have the soul of an ant." Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, their DNA is ant DNA, mm-hmm. and they have the life force or spirit or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they are a living being. But they're yes. they're an ant. They're an ant. Yeah. And um, I don't know when we're when we're glorified. Yes. And we become some higher form, mm-hmm. some some we're recreated closer mm-hmm. to deity, yeah, mm-hmm. immortal. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, you know we know that 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 we're going to be in some way closer to God. I I wonder mm-hmm. about the animals. Mm-hmm. I wonder because uh, we we believe that there's a lot of continuity. Yes, with our life yes. in the next. Yes, but that it's going to be better. Romans eight tells us that. All creation groans with eager expectation for the resurrection. And yeah, there are hints. Yeah, and the the relationships that you can have with with certainly people, but but also with animals. Yes, you have to wonder. Yes, are they? Is that a sign? Is that a signpost to the to a greater reality to yes. the to the next age? How could it not be? Right. Yeah. How could it not be? And, you know, and C.S. Lewis is harkening back to, to Eden. Yes. It, but I'm, you know, I'm really looking forward to the new heavens and the new earth and, and seeing Linus and, and my other pets. Yes. Um, I hope so. Me too. Thank you for listening to the Hopper Podcast. What did we miss? What did we get wrong? What ideas should we put in the Hopper? You can write us or send us a voicemail at thehopperpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an issue. And if you like it, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so that more people can find 
the hopper podcast